0: It's time for our monthly program, You and Your Money. And joining me today, Liesl Cording, Vice President and Associate Financial Advisor at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. I would like to start things off with the notification that I got about you and your pals up there a 2021 five star wealth manager. Congratulations, and what does that mean?
1: Thank you very much, Wayne. Yeah, we're we're very honored to uh, get to get that award. And uh, essentially, w- we were um, chosen out of you know a couple thousand advisors in the state of Connecticut. And what they do is that they look at your um, you know at, at your client retention rate, as well as um, you know keeping clients happy, how much you're you're bringing in, how much you have assets under management. Um, and so it's it's a really really great award. So we're we're very proud of it.
0: So what do you get for that? Is it a nice trophy or something?
1: <laughs> something like that.
0: <laughs> All righty. We're a couple weeks away from Valentine's Day, so it seems fitting that today's topic is on the issue of love and money. Liza will be sharing some advice on how to handle common financial issues that couples encounter. But before we delve into that, Liza, what's the latest news from the financial markets?
1: Well, Wayne, we had a really strong 2021, um, and, which was a follow-up to the pandemic year. And we saw a lot of growth last year. All three of the major indices, the Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ, were up in the double digits. And honestly, the last three years have really been above trend. So, so don't get too used to seeing these numbers. Um, but now we're, we're asking ourselves, can we sustain this momentum that we've seen the last couple of years in the stock market? and what will happen in the bond market. So we're always watching the key economic indicators like job growth, consumer spending, business spending, and and those have all been really strong through 2021, and, and they are even into this year as well. Um, and, and we're seeing that still, that strength through the Delta and this Om- Omicron wave that we're going through right now. So we accept, expect much of the, the same this year, although at a slower rate, and we're going to continue to see um, some more of this volatility that we've seen over the last, a uh, couple of weeks. And so we're seeing some negative numbers year to date, as as we all know, but that's mostly driven by some of the headlines we're seeing ge- geopolitical risks. We've got the Fed is, uh, the Federal Reserve is signaling that they will likely raise interest rates uh, a number of times this year. So year to date, the S&P is down almost 7%. The Dow is down about four, just over 4%. And bonds are down slightly uh, year to date as well.
0: Well, you've also got that big drop, as you indicated, in the market a couple of weeks ago. But my theory on that's always been that unless you need to, like, take money out for some household emergency, it's just a paper loss. And for the most part, didn't that all bounce back?
1: For the most part. We're still down slightly, though, year to date. But you're exactly right on that, Wayne. It's Um, A matter matter of managing how much money you need to to take out and and making sure you have enough, uh, especially if you're in retirement. And if you're not in retirement, um, you've got to ride some of these ups and downs.
0: And you touched on the Delta and Omicron. You talked about all the other market numbers you look at. And I got to think you're also looking at the positivity rate, which was up as high as 25% in Connecticut. And now it's down to seven and a half or so. Is that something that financial advisors look at, too? Because as that number goes down, I got to think the economy will be doing better.
1: That's exactly right, Wayne. And and that is um we expect that with some of these waves there will be less spending because obviously people are quarantined, they can't go out of their houses. But it's it's shorter lived now than it was um in previous. You only you have to uh quarantine for or isolate for five days and then you can kind of, you can kind of get out there and, and uh if you're masked. So um we're we're seeing some of that and it could slow some of the growth, uh, but we expect that um over time it'll just become more of the norm. So
0: I want to know more about this topic for today, love and money. Why is that so important in a relationship?
1: Well, we've seen it. I mean, money is one of the top reasons why couples argue or break up. And the most important thing any couple can do really to alleviate that is to, to align and, and be on the same page. And um, so some of the things that couples should, should do is to look at how you're divvying up bills Whether you should share a bank account, how to budget, make sure if you're in a relationship, you have a joint budget, aligning on short-term and long-term financial goals. And these are all really essential discussions um, that set up a a couple for financial wellness, and then also so that each person in a relationship um, can feel confident and, and have financial freedom.
0: So does that mean when people come into the office to talk about their finances or set up new accounts and the like, it's almost like being a marriage counselor for you?
1: Uh, yes, there, there have been a couple couple of meetings where it, it is, and it's really about trying to align them on the same page and then helping them walk through their plan and, and understanding that, okay, they can do something or maybe they can't, but we always bring it back to their financial plan and then and give them the financial um, picture, and then sometimes there's an emotional side to that. So, um, yeah, so it, it's a lot of trying to to align them really on the same page.
0: Yeah, so what are some of the ways to handle those situations, and what are the discussions that you have?
1: Well, I'll start with unmarried couples, and whether it's a new relationship or or maybe you've been for a long time Um, but deciding again how to divvy up those bills whether to share a bank account or not and um, and setting a budget especially if you're you're living together um, and then revisiting that from time to time or if your circumstances change Um, and so the most important immediate need again divvying up those finances and I one example um, that I give couples is uh, you know, consider each person's income and me, and have them pay a proportionate amount of the bills. So in an example, if their combined income is 75,000 and maybe one makes 50 and the other makes 25, well, that person that makes 50,000 should, would pay about two thirds of the bills in this scenario. And then the person that makes 25,000 would pay about a third of the bills. And the, And oftentimes couples will they'll split it evenly or 50-50. But in that scenario, that person that's making half as much as the other couple, you know, they may feel like they have, well, they'll have have less money for themselves and that could create friction and, and less financial freedom. Um, and then if you'd rather have separate checking accounts, it may make sense to open a joint uh, you know, separate bill pay where you can put that money into. Um, and that can help you personally budget as well and know exactly how much you have left to uh, to spend on yourself, um, but also if you do opt to to pool your incomes um, in that, if you're you know an unmarried couple paying expenses from a joint account, um, this might work best if you're in a, a longer term relationship or you have comparable incomes. Um, you know, so in, in that scenario,
0: what other financial issues should unmarried couples discuss when it comes to love and money?
1: Well, another thing to consider. Is long-term finances, particularly retirement. So if you're an unmarried couple and you're approaching retirement, there are certain benefits that you are not eligible for on your spouse's uh, earnings. So for example, social security benefits, or if they have a pension, um, you know, if you're not married, you're not able to uh, benefit from those if, if one of the partners passes away. Uh, but however, on the flip side of that, you can list your partner as uh, a beneficiary. You can list anyone really as a beneficiary on your retirement plans. Um so accounts that you're able to, to list beneficiaries are slightly different. But the social security and pensions, uh that's a whole a whole nother thing and, and uh something that unmarried couples would not be eligible for.
0: And what about managing money when you do get married? How do things begin to change? And I have a feeling there's people listening now that are nodding their heads that yeah they will change.
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. And, uh, so you really here have to consider how you're going to merge your money if you choose to do so. And, um, I've, I've seen plenty of couples keep their money separate after getting married. Um, but I, I think the couples that have the most success, uh, financially tend to combine their accounts and, and then they feel like they're on one team working towards a common financial uh, goal, whatever, you know, goals that they set out for each other. Um, and so it, Getting married, obviously, is exciting, but it does bring more financial questions and, and uh, you know, different things that you have to think about. Um, so planning carefully, communicating clearly are very important because you know, these decisions now could have lasting impacts into the future. And what that means is really getting off on the right foot. So there's some real basic concepts. First, create a joint budget. And uh, that lifts all your income um, and expenses over a, a period of time. Um, and then once you've done that, make a list of what your short and long-term goals are. They may have changed now that you've gotten married. and um, and another thing to consider too, is if you're both working, the spouses, make sure that you're considering each other's plans and benefits and what and what uh, benefits may be better um, if you were to elect elect them in a relationship. So, uh, the third is making a financial plan, and and so that's really after you've kind of made that budget, you've listed out your short and lo- long term goals. Now you need a plan, and at this point, probably makes sense to work with a financial advisor. Um, and so I always say, though, and Wayne, you had mentioned it earlier in the show. Um, you know, you've got couples together, um, but I, I think the most important thing is. Uh, making sure that especially if there's only one spouse that seems to be interested in the finances or they're the one to reach out, um, making sure that both spouses are in that financial planning meeting because you want to make sure that they're on board and that both of them are aware of what it takes to, to kind of achieve those joint financial goals. So that's really important.
0: And when it comes to love and money and couples and the like, what other things like credit cards and insurance should these couples think about?
1: those are other topics too. And, and this is all part of it, but on the topic of credit cards, that's, that's a pretty big one. You want to align the most important thing is to align on the use of the cards, because if you have one spouse that's maybe using them and not paying them off every month, um, you know, that can cause some, some friction there. But the most important thing is, is really to align on the use of the cards. And then also remember, if you're adding yourself to your spouse's credit and maybe they don't have the best credit, um, you you could be negatively impacted, as well as you'd become 100% responsible for any credit that your spouse takes out. So just be careful, make sure you're aligned. Again, it goes back to aligning and uh, being on the same page. In terms of insurance, I mean, things change, especially with life insurance. Um, and then if you have a house, home, and, and um, you know, the homeowner's insurance, that kind of thing, and health insurance, too. Um, so, but you want to make sure that once you're married, that you have the right amount of insurance across the board. So, again, that's likely sitting down with a financial advisor and an insurance agent to to help you uh, make sure that you're covered appropriately now that you're married.
0: Well, February is Valentine's Month. That's why we're talking love and money with Liesl Cording from Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, Strategic Wealth Advisors, this morning. But what happens when the love goes away? the unfortunate situation of divorce. What advice do you have for finances then?
1: Yeah, this is a tough topic. I mean, it's emotional, um, and then you've also you've got the financial side of it as well. But um, being cautious and really being prepared early can, can help relieve some of the stress that you might feel if you are going through a divorce. Um, but again, going back to always making sure you're familiar with your family's finances Um, and especially if you're, you weren't as involved in them before. So getting, you know, and understanding what your assets are or how much money you have, how much money is in the bank, what the bills look like, that kind of thing. Um, and then also gathering and protecting important, uh, paperwork. Um, and, and again, divorces, they, they require detailed records of everything. So just making sure you're on top of that, heading into, um, heading into that. Uh, but it's, it's a tough time and it's, yeah, but you know what, as long as you're prepared, you can make it through it.
0: What about an inventory of the home? How important is that?
1: Well, that's important. I mean, taking uh, photos of things and just documenting things that have value um, in your home and the condition that they're in is, is something that, unfortunately, you know, you, ha- you have to do because you'll have to likely split up assets. And um, so that's, that's all part of it.
0: I have more than one friend who has had an issue with a divorce Regarding a joint credit card from when they were married, what do you recommend about that in the divorce? And do you have anything to share about budgeting for divorce?
1: Absolutely. So, if you do share a credit card, the, you'll want to close those accounts as soon as possible. As soon as you, you know, you're headed in that direction. Um, and again, like you said, you've you you know a friend that had to deal with it, but neglecting to close that account could really if the the um, other spouse continues to rack up credit card debt, you would be responsible for that unfortunately, so um, it kind of puts you in a tough situation and um, you know just making sure that you're you're closing those as soon as possible. You could always open one in your individual name um, after the fact, but any joint accounts you want to make sure that you close down on that and then on the budgeting side, so it's once you you know that you know you'll be living on your own, you want to make sure that you can afford to uh, to, to do that. And, and if you if you can't, you have to make some changes. But it's about sitting down, understanding what your budget is, how much income you'll have now that you'll be on your own. And, and maybe it may, means making some adjustments as to where you live or things like that. But again, reevaluating that budget. Divorce, as we know, is not cheap. Um, And it can can cost anywhere, you know, from fifteen or sixteen hundred dollars up to to fifteen thousand if it's a contested divorce. So but once it's finalized, um, you know, you can kind of get through that, get on on with uh, uh, planning for yourself and saving and spending again as a single person.
0: Do you hear horror stories about couples who had a joint credit card and then they fall apart, whether it's separation or divorce, and one party uses that credit card as a weapon against the other, meaning they start racking up big charges and the other one gets stuck with the bill If they don't pay it, then the credit card company comes after them. I've heard that from a friend of mine. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, that does happen, and um, if that happens to you, I mean, the the unfortunate thing is you'd be saddled with that. You don't want to ruin your credit. And as much as it as hard as it is to do, um, you know, working with um, in a, a financial advisor or someone that can help you set up a timeline on how to pay down that debt. And sometimes it means, you know, if you have to assume the debt, putting it onto a 0% credit card and then trying to make that monthly payment that fits into your budget and paying it off over time. I mean, it's it's tough, but again, you, you don't want to ruin your credit. That's the most important thing. Um, so you just kind of, you have to, to get through it. But I've, I've seen that as well.
0: Important advice and a lot to consider, no matter what stage of relationship you're in.
1: It is, and but it always plans, uh, I mean, pays to, to plan ahead and and really be strategic in order to maximize your, your finances, regardless of what situation you are in your life or if you're in a relationship or not. Um, but it's really helpful if you need that help in building these financial plans short-term and long-term, work with a financial professional. And um, we getting in touch with our team at Wife and Zahansky, we could help with that. And we guide our, our clients through, and, and married or not married, or maybe recently single, through our strategic plan-well, invest-well, live-well process. And um, that helps you to take into account your entire financial picture and personal circumstances. So you can reach us at 860-928-2341, or we have a lot of great information on our website at whzwealth.com.
0: All right, so our topic today, love and money with Valentine's Day coming up a week from Monday. And I know that some of the popular gifts for Valentine's Day include flowers, chocolates, things like that. But let's say someone wants to get creative and they want to give them something in the way of money. There's your love and money topic right there. So if somebody came to you today, for example, and said, I'm looking for a financial gift (laughs) for Valentine's Day to give my valentine, what would you tell them? What would you recommend?
1: (laughs) Uh, Maybe a a good gift would be to sit down with a financial advisor and go over your goals. Again, getting that... Understanding of your your picture and aligning on goals, it it does give you that financial freedom. It makes you feel good. We've we've worked with a lot of clients that come to us for the first time, and the relief that we see on their faces is is really rewarding. So, um, hey give a financial planning <laughs> a financial planning session with your uh, advisor.
0: Yeah, that's one possibility certainly. And I'm thinking that while a lot of people probably aren't saying, "Oh, I'm going to give her an investment account." But by the same token, the, the way most investments work out, that's the gift that keeps on giving. So what would be a smart investment in February 2022 right now? What things are looking good for the upcoming year?
1: Oh, well, that's a loaded question, Wayne. <laughs> Having a diversified portfolio is always key. <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: leave it at that. All Well, a little bit of love and money discussion this morning with Liesl Cording, Vice President and Associate Financial Advisor at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors, a timely topic today called Love and Money. Liesl, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much, Wayne, for having me.
0: Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, strategic wealth advisors, principals, managing partners, James A. Zahansky, AWMA, and Lawrence Hale, AAMS, CRPS, along with Vice President, Associate Financial Advisor, Liesel L. Cording, CFP, offer securities and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. They practice at 697 Pomfret Street, Pomfret Center, 06259. Phone number 860-928-2341. Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors do not provide legal or tax advice. The tenured financial services team strives to support clients in achieving their financial life goals. Content is sourced and researched through... 2021 Commonwealth Financial Network. For more information regarding wealth management and customized financial planning with Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, Strategic Wealth Advisors, please visit whzwealth.com. 14 WILI Willimannic and 95.3 FM.